Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. If it's just your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. I'm going to break sports down so even a novice can understand. I'm your host, OG, and we're going to jump right into the NBA and the playoffs. We've already had our first casualty, Miami Heat gone fishing. Uh, Milwaukee bolstered up a little bit. They got some real guards now. Jimmy, valiant effort, but he just couldn't get it done. Jimmy's not really a number one. He's a good number two, number three guy, but they just ran out of gas. And they really act like they didn't want to play. I don't know what Pat's going to do, but not getting James Harden, not letting Tyler Hero go, big mistake. Going home in the first round. Matter of fact, you got swept. Not a good look, Pat. Not a good look. Then we're going to jump into the first series. We're going to go Nets and Celtics that ended last night. But first, let's talk about this craziness going on in sports, period. With the sensitivity of the players and these fans just lost their minds. Throwing a bottle at a guy, spitting at a guy, guy charging on the floor in the Wizards game. Come on, people. I mean, I know it's kind of crazy since COVID's been over, but control yourselves. These players need to stop with all this crying. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's hard. and There's a whole lot of pressure playing in front of a lot of people and all that. I get it. I get it. But stop all the whining. Jesus Christ. But anyway, back into the playoffs. The net Celtic series ended last night when the, the three-headed monster sent Jason Tatum and the, his band of Merry Men home. I mean, Tatum did his thing, but still, it was too much. Even with Jalen Brown, I think it would have been a, it would have been an uphill battle. I mean, they, I think they would have gave him a better fight, but still. When you got easy money sniper there, it's not much you can do. James Harden pulled out his bag last night, and he had a game. Kyrie's going to be Kyrie. You never know when he's going to be on. You never know when he's going to be off. Let's just say last night he was on. And uh, another thing for the mainstream media, I don't understand why, why the, the media keeps ignoring Kevin Durant like he doesn't exist, like he's not the best player on the planet. Yeah, I know everybody's in love with LeBron James, and I get that. I get that. He's the king, so on and so forth. I get that. But Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. And like I said, people don't like Kevin Durant. You know why they call him Easy Money Sniper? Because he's going to get his. Whether he's holding the ball, running around off a screen, it doesn't matter. He's going to get his. And it kills me how the media is downplaying how good he is because he doesn't say what they want him to say or he won't take the back seat to LeBron James. If you're Kevin Durant, you're not taking back seat to anybody. And all I got to say about that is, hey, you can say, oh, James Harden had 18 assists and Kyrie did this. Kyrie had 39. KD had 42 the other night. But it was all about James Harden and Kyrie. Like, the 42 didn't even matter. But that's okay because he gets to the finals. And, you know, as we know, he averages 35 a game in the finals. Somebody's going to be eating crow. So, give me a little pointer. You might want to cozy up to him now before he gets in his bag in the finals. And let you have it because crow don't taste good. Just letting you know. And the big news of the day is Brad Stevens stepping down as coach. <laughs> they should have fired him three years ago, but hey. Then Danny Ainge is retiring. Yeah, I.e. forced out. But I don't know what Boston's love affair is with Brad Stevens. I, I just don't get it. Like he, he's a college coach. He's a college coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
but he's not motivating stars. And these kids come out of college now so entitled that, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good coach. He's just not a good pro coach. And the fact, I mean, his record's not bad. So they, they kicked him upstairs. So he couldn't coach stars, but now they want him to recruit stars. I mean, maybe he's a better social guy than he is a coach. We're about to see, but I find that ironic. I just want to know who the next coach is going to be. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. We already know it's not going to be Mark Jackson because <laughs> it's not getting another shot in the NBA. We all know why, but hey, that's for another day. Now we're going to jump into the Sixers and the Wizards. I didn't think they were going to sweep Russ and the boys. And with Embiid getting hurt again, so they pulled off a win the other night. Pretty Russ, Russ gave everything he had. Like I said, I still don't think Russ is, is right. I think it's either the hamstring or whatever it is. He's missing shots all over the place. He shot like 3 for 13 the other night or something like that. He still ended up with 19 points, 21 rebounds, and uh, 11 assists. You know, that's still a triple-double. But it's Russ, so he doesn't get credit for that. So, hey, what can I say? And Bradley Beal, he's had his coming-out party. You know, after John Wall, you know, he's one of the premier shooting guards in the league. We can put him top five right now because, you know, when he stopped turning the ball over, Brad will just light you up now. And his new guy, Gafford, I don't know where he came from. Uh, they made a trade with Chicago. I don't know where this kid came from, but he should have been playing the whole time. You put me pair him with Rudy. He's coming into his own now. He's feeling himself a little bit. I think the I don't think the Sixers are gonna take him out, take him out tonight. But I think the Wizards might win another game. They're probably gonna lose this series like four two. Ben Simmons. Still doesn't get it. I don't know when he's going to get it. Still doesn't get it. And Doc still coaches like he's scared. He's one of the best coaches in the league because he's been in the league longer than most of the head coaches. Not taking anything away from Doc. He was a tough, gritty player. But his X's and O's and the situational coaching, nah, I don't think so. Then we're going to slide down to Atlanta and the Knicks. This is basically a street fight. Never thought Trey Young was clutch. He wasn't clutch in college. Whenever he played top, whenever he played top tier competition in college, he came small. But I don't know what it is. If he has something against the Knicks or whatever it is, but he's lighting them up. And I think you know Nate McMillan was a common influence on him because Nate played the game. And before the coach before was letting Trey just shoot. He was shooting from the stands, the parking lot, wherever. And they pretty pretty much said, look. <laughs> If we're going to win, you got to take less shots, get your teammates more involved. Sometimes 10 assists doesn't mean 10 assists if you get them in garbage time. Collins looks to be a button star, but he has to have the ball sometimes. So I think he's got – he squashed the beef between those two. He got them looking at the game as, hey, we can win together. The others, they need a little bit more help. Capella's doing his thing. Bogdanovich, when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. And then you got Gallinari. Gallinari's an old vet. Can't leave him open because he'll light you up. But this is a street fight. But everybody wants to know what happened to Julius Randle. Where is Julius Randle? He was killing it. And all of a sudden he disappeared. He can't hit the side of a barn right now. But he, he's still working hard. But Thibodeau, in his unwillingness to change, he's going to have to get him off the ball. I mean, he got a couple of snipers on the bench. He got Knox on the bench. He's got Burke coming off doing his thing. Knox hasn't got too many minutes. And I know Obi Toppin is the top 
eight pick, whatever the case may be, but he's not ready. You got to play at the three. You need to put him in the box. Let him play four or small five. Like, you know, I know they want to get the fans excited. I get that. But they're not winning this series. So, Trey and the boys took care of him in, in short order. Derrick Rose doing his thing. Glad to see him back. Glad to see him healthy. Glad to see him in the league. You know, he's going to get, he's going to, you know, a lot of people going to be looking at him this summer. Hopefully he stays with Thibodeau and finishes his career out there. Who knows? He, he just might get into the Hall of Fame. Not saying he deserves it, but there's a lot of people in the Hall that don't deserve to be in the Hall. So now we're going to jump into the Western Conference. Whew. Let's talk about them Los Angeles Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. What happened to King James last night? All I know is I saw a man quit before halftime. Off all the lip service he's been giving, uh, Phoenix just brought the paddle out and just went to whipping last night, and he didn't really do too much to stop him. Uh, the lineup they started, first time they ever started that lineup, it's like, you know, LeBron's supposed to be so called. Well, I got news for you. He's, he's not that great a leader. I mean, he's, I mean, he learned from Wade down in Miami, but I've seen this before. I've seen this thing before where he just quits on a team. And I don't know if you were watching last night, but last night he quit. He quit before halftime. He was still in the game, but he quit before halftime. And Dennis Schroeder, let's not talk anymore about $100 million contracts. That's just not where you're going. And you're never going to play real point guard in L.A. as long as LeBron's there. Because like I keep telling people, he hasn't played, he hasn't played small forward since he left Miami. But they're acting like all of a sudden he's, he's got a new position. And Mr. Anthony Davis, or should I call you Mr. Brittle, Anthony Davis gets hurt ordering room service. I don't know. He's a great player, but you know you got to kind of stop on the great because he's great in spurts. I mean, like I say, to say he's soft is an understatement. I mean, he's soft as ice cream in the summertime, but... You know, when he's playing, he's a great player. These guys with the taking the games off, it's like they act, they want to get over. They're getting over. They're cheating the game. But, hey, you know what they say. Karma's a bitch. And it's been bitten more than once. And now this with him warming up, like he's got a torn groin. He's out there warming up. You shouldn't even be on the sideline if you're not going to play. You should be getting treatment. But, hey, it's the Lakers. And Vogel's supposed to be some genius. So, we're going to let it play out and, and see how it works. The other Lakers, Kuzma, he must want to get traded bad because right now he's garbage. He's garbage. He keeps throwing Caruso out there. I guess he's supposed to be playing this tenacious D. But the way I saw it, Devin Booker was lighting him up, and it wasn't even close. And I'm glad, I'm so glad Chris Paul came to the realization that it's not about him. Yeah, he's playing a tough guy role, his shoulder hurts and all that. And, and you know, I, I commend him. But people are asking why he didn't go to a contender because his ego. He's a corporate guy. He didn't want to sit on the bench. And these these new age point guards, they're not listening to anybody. They're not listening. So he was like, hey, let me go to Phoenix. Monty was his coach when he first came, was his coach before. So, you know, they, they got a rapport. So he pretty much let him do what he want to do. I, I admire his toughness, but last night he figured out, hey, I need to get this Devin Booker kid involved, like for real, especially with me, me and my shoulder being out. 
So that's what he did. And like I said, it was a shellacking. The game was over in the first quarter. And, you know, they didn't even really need Aiton to play tough because, like I said, they ran up and down the court. They pretty much did what they want. Like I said, the Lakers thought it was a scrimmage. Nobody told them it was a real game, and it was over quick. I I don't want to say the Lakers are going to be out of there because, like I said, you never know with LeBron James. He might show up. He might not. But I've been telling people for the last three years, the days of him putting putting a team on his back and taking them there are over. But, hey, he's been turning back father time so far. So, hey, who's to say he won't do it again? I'm not going to count him out, but it didn't really look good. I'm thinking if they tied up, it's, it's a 50-50 chance Phoenix, 50-50 chance Lakers. But if they're down by halftime, the next game is pretty much over. And I didn't think they were going to get there. But, you know, with 80, they got a shot. But with half of 80, I don't think they're getting there. But we're going to see. Stay tuned. Then last night I also saw Denver and Portland. Dame Dollar dropped 55. Okay, Steph Curry's the best shooter in the league. Or, you know, you want to call him best shooter in the world. Whatever you may want to call him. He Nobody's like Dame Dollar. Dame gave Portland everything he had last night, and they let him down. His teammates let him down. Melo, McCollum, Powell, they let him down. He, time and time again, he came back last night, and they let him down. Melo turned down a shot late in the game, which he should have took, just before CJ stepped out of bounds and just killed the whole vibe. I don't think that the altitude out there in Denver – they needed that win. For them to win that series, they needed that win. I think it's over for them now. They got the young boy, Porter Jr., doing his thing. Austin Rivers, they got him out the recycle bin, and he killed him last night. I think that took too much out of Portland, especially with Dame spending himself like that. He's going to need McCollum and, and Powell and probably Melo. He's going to need them to – get like 20 apiece because like I said he's probably drained he might have him now he might not even score 15 points next game even in Portland and uh like I said Portland's their centers <sighs> Nurkic and Cantor man it's the biggest hole in the in the middle of, it's like they're walking down doing layups Jokic who's supposedly the best player in the league not he's walking every time he gets the ball he moves both his pivot feet I'm just like come on man He's a good player. He's not the best player in the league by a long shot. But, hey, that's just me talking. That's just my opinion. You know what opinions are like? What? Okay, got it. But, yeah, I think this series is pretty much done with that loss last night because uh, I think Stotts is done in Portland also. I mean, it's good to be the wild card, but just making it to the second round, I mean, I don't. if he doesn't make it to the conference finals, I think he's out of there. I mean, it's been whispers like – Dame can't keep putting him on his back like that. He's a team guy. He's not going anywhere, but they need somebody. They need a center that could actually score. I bet LaMarcus Aldridge is wishing he had a, had a stay put. Now that, I mean, now he's out of the league. It's an unfortunate circumstance, but if he had a stay put in Portland with Dame and McCollum, they might have made a couple of appearances in the, in the conference finals at least, if not going uh, to the finals, but, hey. That's neither here nor there. Now we're going to move on to uh, 
the Grizzlies, and Utah. Utah, number one seed. Spider Mitchell was out for a little bit of time. He's fighting with the organization about him playing, being hurt, not being hurt. Who knows what that's about. But Utah, Utah plays real defense, which, I mean, most of the teams in the league don't play. Even the teams in the playoffs not really playing any D. But uh, Utah's defense is going to – I think they're going to get them – Get them uh, four to you know four to one. I think they're gonna get them four to one. But John Morant and Mr. Dillon for years to come, they're gonna be a problem. Mike Conley's playing against his old team, and he's guarding John Morant, and he's thinking to himself, "Yeah, I, I see why they got rid of me. <laughs> I see why they got this kid's box office." You know, and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Hopefully he. Uh, Hopefully he gets well. He's he's still he's playing well, but you can tell there's still you know he has a little hitch in his step. But I think he's gonna be a, a solid NBA player when he gets all the way healthy. And that probably won't be till like next year. But I mean he's giving him what he's got now. But yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna. Uh, he's really not gonna help him this year. And like I said, I think this series is pretty much over. I mean they might sneak another game, but eventually I think Utah's gonna get him. They got. Got too much firepower, and like I said, they actually play defense. And last in the Western Conference, we're gonna slide on over to the Clippers in Dallas. Okay, Luca is supposed to be the next best thing coming out, but what happened was Luca can play. Luca's fundamentally sound, and that's what he has over all of these people trying to go. Luca knows what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Now he's supposed to be hurt, but you can still get inside of Luca's head, and that's what the Clippers did. Once Rondo had his say, you know, Ty Lu, Rondo, hey, turn it over to Rondo. Rondo started getting in people's ears. They roughed Luca up a little bit. And now, even though Luca was playing good and Luca was getting the numbers, Dallas totally was triggered by Tim Hardaway Jr. When Hardaway Jr. is not, not on it, they're not winning. Porzingis. Mm, I think he needs to change the scenery. The whole him and Luca don't get along, there may be something to that because they're not really playing well together, and he's playing scared. I don't know if the boys caught him in the parking lot and threatened him. I don't know. But he's he's playing, like, super scared. And then Ty finally got Paul George and Kawhi off the ball. He got them off the ball so they won't be gassed in the fourth, and they're killing it. PG especially – and Kawhi showing you why he was, you know, he could have been number one player in the league. You know, he's just giving it to him now. They, they can't really stop him. And I'm going to have to agree with Charles Barkley on this. I don't think Dallas is going to win another game in the series. Playing like they're playing and Lucas supposedly having a, a, a next string. So it's going to be a little bit of a reach. So, I mean, it's hard to say. Time will tell and we will see. But uh, that's it for basketball. We're going to check out a couple of other things going on. First, we're going to start with football. The good old NFL. It's been busy. We're going to start off with uh, Aaron Rodgers and him not wanting to be a Packer no more. Imagine that. I mean, he's been, he's been calling out the organization for the last three years. And they drafted Jordan Love. I mean, like, okay, you can't control what the organization does. Your job is to play quarterback. But... With the new player empowerment, yeah, they're going to have a say now, whether you want them to or not. And the NFL, the owners, 
they're already telling the Packers, you can't let him win. He can't win. Because if he wins, everybody else is going to start wanting, no, we're not doing this. No. And then the next thing you know, they're changing the, the bargaining uh, thing. So, you know, it's, it's different. They, they can't let Aaron win. And I think if he wants to make a run at the Super Bowl, he's going to have to make up his mind pretty soon. If he's going back to Green Bay or is he going to get traded to Denver, what is he going to do? But he needs to do it soon. Then we have Mr. Julio Jones, who got on live TV with Shannon Sharp, said he's out of there. Forced Atlanta's hand. I mean, I think they were looking, looking to trade him anyway. But, hey, I think he helped the process along a little bit. I still think there's a possibility he's going to be there when the season starts. I think Matt Ryan's the one in there and be like, look, come on, we in a real bit rebuilding stage. We're getting pits, you know, from the draft. Why not have Julio there to mentor him? Mm, they're going to have to move some money around. But uh, we're going to see what, what happens with that. Julio's still got a couple of good three or four good years left in him. I mean, he's been injury prone the last couple of years. But, hey, it's Julio Jones. So we're going to see what that's about. Then we're going to slide over to Jacksonville and Mr. Tim Tebow, the tight end. Not the quarterback, the tight end. I mean, anybody with half a brain knows what Irvin Meyer's doing. Nobody's really going to see Jaguar games. Tim Tebow's Tebow mania down there. White privilege at his best. Just going to call it what it is. Nobody gets mad. It is what it is. He got him out there he's like a mascot. Of course he's making a team. He's making a team because he's going to put people's butts in seats. He's going to set out some of those sweets. He's probably going to set out more sweets than Trevor Lawrence. That's why he's there. I mean, he should have went to tight end a long time ago. Even guys that played with him before were like, he don't doesn't have it. But according to the people on the scene, they're saying he looks pretty good. It ain't about, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And he's proof. So look forward to him making a team, getting his jersey. He's probably going to be top five jersey sales. I mean, Irvin knows what he's doing. Hopefully Irvin doesn't get sick by game six. I'm giving him nine games total. If, if you couldn't take losing, if you couldn't handle the stress of college, what makes, think, what makes you think you're going to handle pros? Where guys are getting paid more than you. Where guys... You know, your fame, college career means absolutely nothing to a player when it's contract time. You already had a couple of little blunders, so hopefully you can clean it up. Hopefully you stay healthy the whole year. We're going to see. I, I wish Urban luck, but, and I wish even more luck to Trevor. And shout out to Travis Etienne. But I'm telling you, I don't think Urban's going to make it 10 games. I don't think... The Jaguars are going to be a disaster, but, hey, we'll see. We're not going to get into any Cowboy talk because I'm a Cowboy fan and I'm glad Dak got his money, but it's the show-me year for me. We got everything. If the defense plays decent, we should make a run in the playoffs. Other than that, it's wait and see. I wish Dak all the luck because he's, he's my team's quarterback. I wish him all the luck. He's a good dude. I'm glad he got paid, but – is put up or shut up now. I'm not wearing any gear until he shut up. Until he shut up the haters. Got to give it to him, Dak. I'm with you, but I'm at I'm the show me state now. You're gonna have to show me. I'm gonna ride with you, but you got to show me something. Then we're gonna go 
from down to Houston where I'm at to the Sean Watson debacle. <sighs> now, I have a different take on this. I don't want to upset any women out there, but if you've ever matched Deshaun Watson, this ain't him. But hey, stranger things have happened. I'm not saying any woman that says they were uh, mistreated or he, he had sexual misconduct, whatever the case may be, hey, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. And like, if you're a woman and a guy does something like that to you, yes, you should say something. But it all looks mighty fishy to me when there was none of this until he said he didn't want to play for the Texans anymore. Now, 22 women that came out of the woodwork, only eight have actually went and filed. I mean, that's still a high number. So I don't know what's going on. But like I said, if you know Deshaun Watson, being around the Houston area, he's a community guy. He supported all the athletes, no matter what their reputation is. He wasn't a hangout, being in the club, four or five o'clock in the morning guy. He was the show up to uh, these camps guy, you know, Give the shirt off his back guy. Well, now he's public enemy number one. I hope everything works out. Uh, I hope he settles or gets some help if he's really out there doing this. But the way the city's treating him, it's not right. Now, if these things are found out to be true, then okay. He still doesn't want to play here. And that's not, it's all about winning. So don't, don't get it messed up. If they release him tomorrow, he's going to get picked up. And he's going to still get paid. So it is what it is. I wish him the best. I hope none of this, this this crap is true. But if it is, he deserves what he gets. But hey, I'm pulling for you, Deshaun. But hey, we'll see what happens. And that's all I have for football right now. We're going to jump into a couple of other sports like baseball. I'm a, I used to be a baseball fanatic. It actually was my first sport, but... Nobody really watches baseball anymore. And I'm going to tell you why. People, you know, the baseball leagues, they took baseball out of the inner city. They have these travel teams where it's pretty much up to twelve to $1,500, you know, a year to put your kid on a travel team, have them travel with the team. Inner city kids don't have that. Normal working class family don't have that to, for your kid to play baseball. So they systematically pushed black kids I'm not saying the black kids are the only poor kids in order they're poor white kids too kids that really wanted to play they couldn't afford that but mostly black inner city kids they pushed them out because they can't afford that not unless a family took them in or something like that they systematically pushed black players out of the game which is funny because they overseas puerto rico dominican republic whatever building baseball academies you not the Major League Baseball is building baseball academies overseas, but they won't build them in the States because, you know, because they don't want black kids. Baseball is boring. There's not one player playing right now that I would pay to go see. And like I say, baseball was the first sport. I love it. I still, you know, I watch it occasionally. I'm a Yankees fan, but there's, there's no one player in the league right now that I would go see. Not one. Hell, I don't think I could name 10 players. And, and then they're trying to speed it up. Baseball is not a speed up game. They want to come with the modern times. The whole PR presentation for baseball is way outdated. And like I said, the players are not as personal as they once were. And like I said, between having a language barrier and, you know, it, it's like it's, 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 
It's boring. It's not as athletic. And like I said, there's nobody that I would pay to go see right now. No one. Nobody. Like, I think Trout is, Mike Trout is probably the best player in baseball. I wouldn't pay to go see him. He's boring. He has no flair. He's, I mean, he's a good player. He's probably going to go down. Probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I wouldn't pay to go see him. He's no Ken Griffey Jr. He's no Barry Bonds. You know, got like four or five teams uh, that are contending, and that's about it. You know, I'm stuck down here in Houston with the Astros, you know, the cheating guys. So, you know, you know, the inner city, the people in town have turned on them to a certain extent. I see that team being completely broken up in the next couple of years. I mean, these guys don't even show their face around town anymore. You know, cheating scandal. But it is what it is. So, that's my take on baseball for now. Then we're going to slide into one of my other favorite sports, boxing. Uh, my favorite boxer right now is Mr. Devin Haney. He had a match uh, the past Saturday. And uh, he got he got kind of rocked toward the end. And now, now these other uh, guys he called out, Timo Lopez, Ryan Garcia. Oh, he got rocked. Ryan Garcia... Uh, must have forgot he got knocked knocked down by a journeyman. He got knocked down. And he looked like he was going to lose that fight. He came back and won it, but Devin Haney been calling you out since day one. You don't want the smoke. Timo, he called you out before you won the belts from Lomachenko. Remember, Lomachenko would not fight Devin Haney. He gave up the belt not to fight Devin Haney. Timo was a good fight. You you beat Lomachenko, but them later rounds, he was about to put you out. So you got the belts, and since you got the belts, you don't went about dodging people. You've been dodging since you had the belts, scared to lose the belts. Now all of a sudden, you want to fight Devin. You want to make Devin your mandatory. Well, he's been waiting for you. Can't wait to see that fight. If you don't lose the belts in your next fight. Then we have my new favorite boxer, Earl Spence going up against the legend Pacquiao, that's going to be a good fight. I can't call it. Because Earl wants to beat beat you up. That's what Earl does. He beats you up. Manny wants to fight. So we're going to see. Like, Earl, after the car wreck, uh, when he came back and beat, uh, when he came back and beat uh, Garcia, that was a good fight. I mean, I didn't think he was going to look that good. I still saw a couple of chinks in the armor to where it's with Pacquiao. Pacquiao's hands, at 42, he still he still got those hands. It's going to be if, if Earl can take the punishment. And then it's if, if Pat can take the punishment. Because remember, Marquez knocked him smooth out. And Earl hits way harder than Marquez. I mean, that was some years ago. Pacquiao put Thurman on his ass. Thurman wouldn't fight Earl Spence. Because I think Earl would have knocked him out. But... It's going to be a good fight. I, I can't call it. I can't really go for either. I, I like both fighters, so it's just going to be a good fight. I'm kind of pulling for Earl, but, hey, if, if Pat going to go out, he's going to go out on his shield. I hope it's, you know, I hope it goes the distance or whatever, some kind of decision. But uh, we're going to see. This could be Earl's defining moment. And if Earl wins this fight, Mr. Canelo Alvarez, get your popcorn because you're going to have to fight him eventually. And stop fighting these bums. I heard you were going to fight one of the Charlo twins. I don't think they could beat you. They'd give you a little. But fight Earl. Or if my man Terrence Crawford 
gets out of Bob Arum's doghouse, fight one of those guys. Earl, t Earl told you he would drop, he would drop both belts, come up two weight classes to fight you. And you still said no. So, hey, it's all about opportunity. So I guess you learned some stuff from Floyd. I mean, Floyd fought who he wanted to fight when he wanted to fight him. Whether that's good or bad, he's undefeated. And this Logan Paul guy, I hope he, hope he punishes him. I'm tired of these guys getting on TV with these stunts. Cut it out before somebody gets hurt. And, and I mean, I know it's all publicity, and he's going to get paid for it because all the real boxers are scared to fight each other. And this whole heavyweight thing, Tyson Fury against Wilder, I don't know. Why Wilder didn't get wasn't under why uh Tyson Fury wasn't under investigation for those gloves still remains to be seen to me. And can the Bronx the, the Brown Bomber can he come back? Nobody wants to see Joshua fight. He's boring. And I don't even think he could beat Fury. He definitely didn't want to fight Wilder because he knew he was gonna get knocked out, but hey, we'll see. The heavyweight division is not the division driving boxing right now, so it's the the lighter divisions. Uh, Tank Davis gets out of his legal trouble. We're going to say where he goes up or down. Uh, he, him keeping the weight off is, is, is his major problem. So we're going to see how that goes because he needs to go to 140. He doesn't want to go to 140 because he doesn't want Terrence Crawford to drop down and beat him up. But, hey, he can't stay at 130, 135. He's, he's, he, like I said, he's not disciplined enough. And he knows that. He knows that. But he won't fight. Garcia, Haney, Lopez either. So, I mean, boxing in general, they need to get these fights going, man. People love boxing, but they, they tired of the runaround. Like, come on. Everything's about money. The camp's getting together. Somebody needs to do something. I mean, you know, we just want to see a good fight. And we haven't seen, a, we haven't seen one. Like I say, the Spence-Garcia fight, that was the best fight I've seen in a while. But Earl completely dominated him. So, hey, that's just me on boxing. We're going to end the segment with college basketball. Just announced today that Mike Krzyzewski is going to step down. <laughs> well, he should have stepped down about five years ago. Mike Krzyzewski was done until he coached the Olympics. Nobody was going to Duke. Nobody was trying to go to Duke. But he coached the he coached the, uh, the USA team. He had Kobe and LeBron, D-Wade vouching for him. So he started getting recruits again. But he's been out of it for a while. He put a bunch of guys in the league, a bunch of busts. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a Carolina fan. And, like, we haven't been doing as much either, but we've won a couple of championships in the meantime. And our players are not as dominant as they once were either because these kids are so – bunch of one-hit wonders these kids are coming out of college after if you go far in the tournament it takes them up if they go far in the tournament they're leaving i mean they're smart too because they they're trying to get paid i get that but it's like a one in a million shot you're gonna become a superstar and what's lacking in basketball right now is the fundamentals we got a bunch of one trick wonders going to the league and once you get that call, that shot they send you down to the d league it's like if you're not top 10 pick top 15 you get sent to the G League, they might never see you again. Because the college is where you actually learn how to play basketball. But, like I said, the, the, it's not about playing basketball no more. It's about getting paid. And I can't be mad at anybody before wanting to get paid. I can't because these colleges have been raping these kids forever and a day. 
and they're mad because they're going to the G League, they're going overseas. But you know, it's hurting the game. College basketball is hard to watch, even for Carolina. It's like it's been about 20 years since a Carolina team came on, and, and I didn't know the starting five or even the guys on the bench. Hell, I don't even like Duke. I would know Duke's starting lineup too. But now, good luck with that. It's hard to watch. You got one kid, everybody's following one kid, and he gets to the league and he gets sent down to the G League after two weeks because they don't have the tools. Basketball is more than shooting threes and dunking. And that's why the Euros are coming over here and taking over. You can't really look at an NBA lineup now without a Euro being in it. Nothing against Euros, but like I said, Luka. Luka. Luca's fundamentally sound. He's fundamentally sound. He knows how to do everything. He's, the basketball IQ is out of the game now. It's like, I'm big. I can shoot threes. And then when they get to the league, everybody's big and can shoot threes. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like I said, a product, even watching the pro game, you see the pro game is like, what are they doing? Just up and down, up and down, up and down. Everybody's shooting threes. Everybody can't be Steph. Everybody can't be Dane. You know? And it's sad. Like I said, it's affecting the product. The the NBA is going to have to do something with kids coming out, like make them stay two years or give them some kind of stipend or make them go overseas. Because if they go overseas, they're going to actually learn the fundamentals. Because, I mean, I'm not saying that people overseas are not athletic. But if they're going up against us, and we're fundamentally sound and athletic, we're going to kill them. But, you know, these guys, need to, they need to do better. Like I said, I understand taking care of your family and all of that. But, I mean, that'll come with time. But then some people can't risk it. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the product the product is, is, is lacking. And, uh, like I said, when I see people go off, it's like, ooh. You know, it's like, it takes hard work to be one of the best in the world. And kids should know that. Like, kids going to play high school takes hard work. You just don't get out there and you automatically number one player in the country. It takes hard work, preparation. And we lacking that in, in the worst way right now. So, well, that's it for me today. I'm in my segment. Like I said, it's Tilt, talking in layman's terms. Hope to talk to you again. It's OG signing out. Bye.